right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with our final movie in the Treat Yourself category where we're just picking things we want to watch. And Dan, how do you say this movie's name? Harakiri. Harakiri was released in 1962. It was directed by Masaki Kobayashi. Currently on IMDb, it has an 8.7 out of 10 with a 85 Metascore, which puts it at number 33 in the top 250 on IMDb. Oh my gosh, really? That's cool. It's high up there. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 100% tomato meter and a 97% audience score. Did you say 100%? 100%. Dang. There's only eight critics who have rated it, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> Man, you should have left it out. That surprises me, actually. <laughs> I mean, Roger Ebert is one of those eight. So that name, he was a big movie critic guy. I think his review for it is one of the longest I've seen of his reviews. <laughs> he loves this movie. I think I read that he put it on his list of his favorite movies or movies you should see before you die. It's it's this one is on there. But Dan, you picked this one. Tell us about why you picked it, some background info, whatever, whatever you got. So I got this as a gift for Christmas and I hadn't got around to watching it yet, but I was in the mood for some Japanese cinema. I came to these guys with a list of like 10 movies, all <laughs> of similar themes. Yes. <laughs> and so ended up going with this one. I was in the mood for like an old Kurosawa type movie. So I went with Kobayashi's instead. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch Rashomon this weekend. So Ooh. I got my fix of both. I would say those two movies are very similar. In a way, but... They're quite, they're quite different in how they accomplish what they're going for. I need to watch more of these old samurai movies. There's so many that are like considered classics, but I have not seen hardly any at all. I'm trying to think of... You haven't seen Seven Samurai, right? I haven't. Not yet. I own that one. I've had that for like two years and I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've seen a ton of old samurai movies either, but it does seem like there's a pretty common reoccurring theme of the old ways dying out and people set in their traditions trying to make it in a evolving, modernizing world. It makes sense that a lot of these old samurai movies deal with that theme because, I mean, it's a big culture shock for Japan having the transition from all these old ways and traditions and trying to make it in the modern era, really. And how are they going to keep their traditions alive but at the same time make it acceptable for the way we live today so it's a big deal I do you think it's really cool to watch like a you know a foreign film a country telling its own history you know this isn't american hollywood telling braveheart and scottish history or <laughs> god forbid the last samurai trying oh, to emulate geez. this <laughs> Hey now, <laughs> Last Samurai is a good movie. I won't. I will hear none of this. It is a great action movie. <laughs> I will hear none of this. It's very exciting. <laughs> that is a wonderful film. Hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. It feels a lot more genuine. You know, it just feels really. It's just a cool feeling movie. I think I like the the vibe. It's just so like intense and personal and all these things. It's cool. Yeah, it's a very personable and small scale story. 
compared to like wiping out an entire race. Yeah, it's very personal and you can relate to the characters and the struggles they're going through. You're right. This is very small scale for like a a samurai movie. I hadn't really thought about that, but it seems like there's always at least one big old battle scene in a lot of samurai movies with a ton of dudes. This kept it all pretty intimate. Yeah, it's just one man with some some issues he needs to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Some important words to say. Yep, yep. For a couple hours, but he gets them out, I'll tell you. <laughs> that he does. <laughs> <laughs> a grumpy old man, as he puts it. Man, I gotta say, this movie is like the only movie that I've almost puked during watching it. Wait, what? Really? That scene where he stabs himself and he's doing the Harry Carey or Harry Carey. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that wrong the whole time. Harry Carey. Harry Carey with the bamboo sword. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was so gruesome. And I had just ate a big meal. I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit down and have a meal and watch this. And he did that. I was like squirming when he started. I, I was like, no, he's going to stop. But no, he keeps going. That's so brutal. Oh, shows all the blood coming out of him. I I had to pause the movie. I like ran to the sink and started watching. <laughs> I've never had that reaction during a movie. Man, there was a lot of blood in that scene. It just goes on and on, man. Yeah, it got me. I was like, oh, I had to take like a fifteen minute break before I started watching again. I was like, man, there better not be that kind of crap again. <laughs> I can't take it. Yeah, what I thought was really cool about it was like I don't I didn't know what Harakiri was or like what a lot of these traditions are, but you don't really need to know. Like there's enough context clues and stuff that you kinda just figure it out as you're going. I didn't even yeah, I didn't realize that the title literally was what <laughs> they're doing in this. I was like, wait, what? But it's kinda cool, yeah. I thought it was like it's there's it's just such a good solid story, solid enough story that you can kinda just figure it out. Like you don't need to do any research or anything like that you don't need to look into japanese culture you just can pick up on it pretty quick did feel like the subs for this movie were really good which is important i think given that it's a lot of dialogue well i think criterion remastered this and i think they're pretty good about getting a really good translations for this kind of stuff am i crazy or does this movie look really good for an old-timey black and white movie it does where'd you guys watch it amazon Amazon, okay. I have the actual Criterion version of it, and it looks phenomenal. So on the Amazon one, when you rent it, they have the Criterion logo shows up. Okay, good. So we all saw the same one then. I went and saw what it looked like, like the non-Criterion version, and like they did a great job with this movie. It looks impeccable <laughs> compared to the original. It's insane. I would say this remaster looks better than a lot of movies that came 20, 30 years after this was released, you know? Yeah. But yeah, back on the story, Terry. Like you were saying, they do do a good job of um, informing you so you don't have to know about all this stuff. And they don't do it in like a ham-fisted way. It all seems very natural with the proceedings and how everything plays out, which is really nice. It's hard to do that. And make it successful like it is in this film. I keep going back to the Suicide Squad example of them having to repeatedly tell you we're the bad guys and stuff like that, right? It just goes to show how much better of a writers 
and screenplay this is than something like that. Can't confirm. Harakiri is better than Suicide Squad. I will, <laughs> I will agree with this. I should hope so. It's number 33 on the top 250, so. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> and not even just with that. Like, everything else with the story is, like, superb. Like, how it leads you along. You side with the clan at the start of the movie, right? Because you're like, oh, this guy's just showing up here. Uh, to try and get money and um, disrespect these honored traditions from the olden days. So you kind of side with the clan, even though they are being very brutal with how it's done. But then when Hanshiro gets there and you start to listen to his story, you start to be like, holy crap, these guys are actually completely in the wrong here. It's just like it leads you along and is so many emotions that play out just listening to him tell his story. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns in here that were kind of cool. Yeah, cause, yeah, you're right. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's just like a, a bandit, a thief or whatever. You know, he's just trying to get easy money. But yeah, as the story unfolds, it's like, oh, hmm, well, <laughs> seems like he maybe was just a really desperate guy, you know, for the right reasons. and. These guys forced his hand. Yeah, this really reminded me of, so why I kind of compare it to Rashomon is there's two sides to every story is the major theme that I get from this movie. Um, And that's the same theme that's in Rashomon too, which came out like 10 years before this almost. Uh, That was a really cool theme to discover along with the characters in the movie and the way it's presented to you. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Because once you find out why um, Hanshiro is there, he's there because his family is all sick and dying and they have no money to pay for the doctors. He is his, oh, what what do you call that relation? You know, the person who marries your daughter. (laughs) What are they? (laughs) (laughs) Son-in-law? Your (laughs) son-in-law. Jesus. (laughs) He's the son-in-law. And uh, (laughs) he was just broken down, and this was the last, you know, act he had to get money. And they, you know, did all this bad stuff to him, essentially. But he didn't even tell them that that was what he was going to do. He told them he was going to a money lender he knew. He probably didn't want to tell them because it is, yeah, he's basically going to go and try and trick some people into money, which, yeah, not doesn't look too good, but he's desperate. Yeah, and you can also kind of see it from the other side because uh, Matomo did go there and asked to do Harakiri. He didn't explain anymore. They He did ask for like a couple days for Spite to go put his stuff in order and come back, but I don't know. It's it's very complex. And Hanshiro points that out too. He's like, not one of you people here even thought to ask what was going on. Not one of them. And there's like, I don't know, 30, 40 people there. It's just like, his story is so captivating. That's one of the best stories I've seen in a movie in a long time. Because it's like, as soon as like everybody sat there and he's basically like, I did know this um, samurai who showed up. As soon as he says that, you're like, what? Oh, and then you're yeah. just <laughs> in it for the rest of the movie. And it just keeps getting better and better. It's like, it's crazy. It's so good. As soon as he said that, I was like, man, something's up. Like, yep, yeah, this guy's got something he wants to prove. Or... <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome moment. I think I literally was like, oh. 
Like this guy. What an impactful moment whenever he gets to the end of that story there and he's like, none of you even asked what he needed to do for a day or two, which I had completely forgotten. Like, you know, like I remembered, you know, that the guy had been like, could I have a day or two? And they were like, nope, you got to do it now. But at the time I was like, why would anybody ask you? Like, yeah, I assumed he was trying to get escape. Yeah, he's trying to run away. And then we got there and I was like, oh, my God, am I a terrible person? I just thought he was a guy trying to swindle him. Like, I didn't care what his reason was. Right, yeah, same. It's part of how this movie traps you, and it makes you experience the theme of the film while watching it. It's genius. <laughs> what a great way to describe that. It does make you experience it. <laughs> Man. Yeah, all we had to do was ask questions, but none of us did. Wow. And then it leads to that great, like, debate over who's in the right and their perspective of things it's so good but hanshiro's prepared for that as well <laughs> man he's got it all planned out yeah he knows exactly what he wants to say it's <laughs> mm -hmm. funny every time they try to cut him off he's like please one more thing and then he goes on for like 20 minutes yeah. <laughs> he's like one more thing like five times yeah <laughs> i think those other guys are just as captivated too they're just like oh okay <laughs> he's got more let's hear it i really like the uh the performances by all the actors in this too i think they all do really really good especially the main guy he's amazing just his facial expressions and stuff just his look he's like perfect for this role it's amazing how, how he pulls it off. So captivating, like we've been saying. Just so you just want to watch him. He was like a, a discovery, too. I think what I read said Kobayashi was like out shopping and found him in a, or like running a shop or something. And he's like, What? You want to come do this? <laughs> uh, not this one, but one of his earlier movies. And he's like, sure, or something like, something to that regard. <laughs> he's got such like a gravitas. Like, uh, yeah, like when he's just like, laughing out loud you know like i'm just like oh no you know like he has like a weird like air of menace to him but he's also yeah you know he's like that subtle anger inside uh, it's really really cool I, just like because he kind of does carry the movie i mean he carries a lot of the movie just because he's talking a lot but there's other scenes intercut for me he captures something that a lot of other actors that try to get the same thing don't quite get and i didn't realize until i watched this he really captures the spirit of a man who has nothing to lose. He's like lost everything that mattered to him in life. And he's just like, I'm done. And I'm going to get some vengeance and teach you guys a life lesson. Yeah, he feels like slightly unhinged, you know. Yeah, he's kind of feels it's like he could snap or, you know, at any second. He's holding everything back. Yeah, and then he like transforms into almost a completely different person when he's with his family in those flashback scenes like he's so happy and like goofy even and joyful it's amazing watching him go back and forth between those yeah when he's like hanging out with his grandson oh it's just like so adorable mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah he's so happy and he's like joking around <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I think that guys are amazing. I need to see. I don't know. Is he in a lot of movies? Or do you know? Or is he kind of just? Yeah, he's in a bunch of um, Kobayashi's films, the Human Condition trilogy. He's in those. What else is he in? He's in. He's in a bunch of them. And then he starts working with Kurosawa later after him and Toshiro Mifune have their fallen out. 
So he got around and did a lot of good stuff. So I guess I read in the trivia that they were actually using real swords when they were fighting each other. Really? And it freaked uh, Kobayashi out a lot. That's kind of scary, yeah. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) Supposedly they're all trained swordsmen, though. That would make sense. There is some uh, gruesome fighting that goes on at the end. And yeah, if they're getting that close to me with the real sword, I would probably not be about it. <laughs> Hopefully they're dulled or something. Yeah, because they would have to be dulled. Yeah, because one wrong move and you could, yeah, seriously maim somebody. Man, that was a nitty gritty down in the dirt kind of fight there at the end. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah, like we see a lot of these samurai movies with like duels or like. I'm using the sword style and all this stuff. But man, this was just, (laughs) this dude's just staying alive and taking down as many as he possibly can. He was fighting like a whole house of people, like 40 some dudes. He's like sprinting away, like going around corners, (laughs) jumping through walls. Like (laughs) he's doing everything he can. Yeah, it's crazy. Because at first I thought it was going to be one of those movies where he like just murders everybody. But then I was like, oh no, he is... I don't know if he's getting out of this one. This is, he's, he's, he's losing ground here pretty quick. Man, I also thought that whenever he starts it and then it cuts away to like the, the head of the house counselor guy and he just hears everybody screaming and I was like, oh, we're going to cut back and they're all going to be dead. But no. <laughs> Maybe one guy. <laughs> yeah, just the one. <laughs> Which is cool, though. I like that it's like more, I guess, realistic with it. You know, it's not. There's no way a guy like it, he could take out. Like, 50 guys by himself, you know. It's pretty impressive to get the number he did, I think, alone. And for lasting that long by himself. Especially, yeah, starting out with just the one little short sword. Yeah, and he had bigger effects, too, because, like, they found the top knots of those other samurai. The counselor tried to cover up what happened there. He's like, everybody died to illness. It doesn't say a lot, but, I mean, you're gonna guess, assume that they were shamed and they lost their honor. They're the, the house of martial prowess with the red armor. Yep, yep. That's like their whole thing, apparently. And I love that way when he throws out the top knots and he's like, what even are you guys? Come on. The military house? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, especially because he just got done arguing with the dude over like how tradition is important and how like he's disrespecting it or whatever. And he's like, well, look at your guys. They're pretending that they're sick because I took their top knots and they don't want to come out until they've regrown. So he's like, you're just full of crap too. Yeah, it's like, yeah, look at these people that you've put in charge, you know? Yeah, they're just as bad. Their samurai honor doesn't mean anything to them either, apparently. (laughs) And then it doesn't mean anything to the leader at the end either. I mean, it's like just the visuals of that, like at the end where there's the blood splatter all over their like sign or whatever, the the symbol of their house. Oh, it's so perfect. It was such a good image. One man brought shame to an entire clan by himself. Since we are talking about the fighting, are we going to discuss that scene? That one V1 duel? Ooh. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked it, too, because I kind of expected that duel to be super, you know, once again, like, flashy and crazy. But it's really not that flashy, which is kind of a nice change of expectations. It's very, yeah, one cut could kill you kind of thing is what it feels like. Very cautious and striking out just quickly and, like, maybe one or two blows at a time. 
They're feeling each other out. It's as much a mind game as it is a martial prowess. Yeah, it made me think of like chess or something. You can really tell how it inspired like westerns and stuff going forward. It's just crazy how well shot that scene is in particular too. Yeah, the setting is so cool with the, yeah, the it's so windy with the grass, the fields and stuff. It's just such a beautiful location. I'm sure it wasn't the first to do it, but man does it feel iconic. Like thinking about like the first Ninja Gaiden game way back in the day. I could swear the opening pixelated cinematic for that was just ripped straight out of this movie. It is shot very well, which I like. Just like the profiles of these two guys out in this field with all the wind blowing and blowing their robes around in the grass. It's just so cool. And like, it looks like it's a stormy day, too. It's just, I don't know. It's so well shot. I can't put it into words. It's something you just got to see. Well, and they've got like cool poses and stuff too. Like they're doing like combat stances or something, I assume. I don't know anything about samurai sword fighting. But yeah, they like strike these really cool like poses and they just kind of stare each other down and like taking different poses to counteract, you know, the other's pose or something. They'll go into the high and low stances and switch around as they're circling each other to try and like get a read on what the other person's getting ready to do. It's very intense. It's a lot more realistic, I'd say, than <laughs> what you usually see. I was a little confused. He mentions that, um, so he says something later, like when he's talking about it, like, uh, that that guy had never seen like real combat or whatever, but he was still pretty good but that he used the wind to help him? When was that? Like, I don't know what he's talking about. I I assume that, like, he faced so that the wind was blowing in, like, um, Hanshiro's face as opposed uh, to his opponent's. Yeah, I bet you're right. I think you're right, yeah. I think he probably was just the wind in his eyes or something. I don't know what else they could have done to make it more obvious, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe could have made that a little more clear, but that's kind of nitpicking a little bit. Yeah, it was it was very good. One of the best like duels I've seen shot in a movie. What's really neat, I think, is yeah, the there's only two like fights in this movie, but and it's like two and a half hours long. But like it is, it's a slower movie, but you don't really feel it. I don't think you're not like anticipating it. Like there is a slow build, you know, it's like slowly getting more and more ramped up. I think, but I, I never like felt the urge to be like all right, come on, come on, when are they going to just cut each other down, you know? It felt like it was more just natural, like, okay, now we're here. I didn't, like, need it from it, because it was, like, holding its weight just with words and storytelling. It did feel like it picked up a lot when he started telling his real story. It was a little slow, I felt like, doing the story of the other guy, because there was so much of him just sweating and looking scared <laughs> in that story. It's a great setup, though. Because you get to see him at his worst, and then you get reintroduced to him at his best later on. It's a nice contrast and helps, at least for me anyways, it helps like cement in how bad this clan treated him and stuff. And just how far he'd fallen to get to that point too. What'd you think of the music? Ooh, I loved it. That was cool. Man, the beginning when it had that like just crazy... Japanese guitar thing? Yeah, just like cranking it out. That was awesome. Yeah. You could hear like taking it out of tune and putting it back in and oh, I was getting hyped up. 
But in the duel I was hyped for, would it come for another hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like is the like what that guy's feeling inside, but you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, without hearing the music, you know, just the slow, the 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 subtle anger that's raging inside, but he's yeah calm and collected on the the outside. And they use it very sparingly too in the movie. It's not in there a lot, but when it is, it's cool. Sorry, I had something and then I lost it. If you hear me suddenly, like, have a sharp intake of breath in the recording TV. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll think of it during some overall presentation. Oh, yeah. If I think of it, I'll just wait for TV's turn and then interrupt him in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, so we've got a scale that we use to rate these movies. Um, It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it. In that order. We all give a little spiel, a little summary of what we think. And then we try to average our ratings out at the end. I guess we'll see if this movie is a cut above the rest. Ooh. I know usually we kind of use a random picker for these episodes, but... Do we? I have a an interesting uh, experience I want to share before we get to the end of things here. Ooh, do tell. Oh, gosh. Back in the old war, when I was working with um, a great friend of mine... It was great, the best of times, even as we had grown together as warriors, we were able to raise our children and prosper. But tragedy befalls us, and our leader was to be sent away to die. And unfortunately, my uh, partner decided to go with him, but he left me a note. (laughs) And in that note, his final request was, Mike should go first. Ooh. (laughs) You must, Mike. You must. And I think it's only right that we honor this request. Yeah. The thing I'm most surprised about here is, Terry, you said you had kids. (laughs) Those aren't the neighbors upstairs. We're here. Oh, no. It is his kid. We've been in quarantine for so long. Yeah. (laughs) Terry had children. Yep. <laughs> Feels like it's been years in my apartment all alone. <laughs> all right. I know I didn't have like a ton to say about this movie, but it's weird. These movies that are like really good, I find, you know, it's hard to find a lot of stuff to talk about on these because I'm like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was good. And then we're all like, yeah, that was good. That was awesome. And it's not much change of opinion but this movie is really amazing i'm glad i watched it it almost made me puke like i said early on the beginning here i had to take a break and i've never had a movie do that and this is an old movie from what was it 62 yeah and it's shot in black and white looks amazing and i think that that scene it being in black and white added to the effect it's a really awesome movie the story's really good like we were saying it really contrast itself and it really shows that there's two sides to every story i gotta give it a buy it this is really good yeah i know where you're coming from mad mike i we (laughs) sometimes it's hard to uh articulate feelings about a really good movie besides yeah it was really good but i think this is one of those that you kind of just have to experience to understand you know dan said it so well earlier that this movie makes you experience some of the uh feelings and emotions of the characters and it's a pretty uh raw and brutal experience even when you know they're not samurai fighting and slicing 
each other up, which is not a good chunk of the movie. <laughs> it's the dialogue and the storytelling, and it's it's intense and hard to watch sometimes. I also got to give it a buy. It you know this is a little different than your average slice and dice em samurai movie. This is this is storytelling. This is what good storytelling looks like. You may not like it, but this is perfection. Buy this. Yeah, I'm really impressed with this too. It definitely makes me want to watch other um, samurai movies back in the day like these because, yeah, this movie has such a cool vibe to it. It's got, yeah, great storytelling, really interesting action. Um, the performances are outstanding, really, really good. Um, yeah, I, I really like this a lot. Um, and there's, yeah, some themes in there that... That really kind of, it's kind of a little more broader even than I expected. I, we didn't really talk about it too much. I was just thinking about this now as I'm talking. But um, it's a really interesting movie, and I think it'll even probably get better after it rewatches. I'm going to give it a buy it too. It was really, really cool. Um, and yeah, I think you should definitely check it out. I can see why this is hailed as like a, a classic of Japanese cinema. It is very hard to articulate all the great things in this movie like Mike and Fox were saying but there is a lot to talk about too like there's so many themes to this movie like the main one there being two sides to every story I think this movie hits at home better than anything else I've seen but it's not just that it's also a critique and look back on Japanese culture and the samurai class. And at the same time, it's also critiquing the government and all that stuff. All at the same time, in this really neat, tightly compact story that just, it does so much with so little. It's impressive. And that in itself is kind of reminiscent of the way the samurai were back in the day, too. So it's just. It's amazing. I haven't seen a movie like this in ages. Everything is perfect in this film. It's just like, I can't think of anything to cut out, anything that shouldn't be there. It's just great. I lack the words to describe how good this movie is. It's not often this happens for me, but I do have to say that I can only think of three movies better than this or at the same level as this that would be 2001 a space odyssey lawrence of arabia and lord of the rings i can't think of anything i like better than this but those three um movies so this is a definite buy it for me and one of the best movies i've ever seen would you say it's perfect dan yeah, I'd say so. Ooh, I've only heard Dan say that about Whiplash before. I think I said about Perfect Blue, too, <laughs> funnily enough. It's a good pick, Dan. I appreciate this pick. I'm glad you made me watch it. I'm glad, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I discover a new movie that I just, like, love to death. It's so good. Well, there you have it. Harakiri. Run the Reel certified as a buy it. From all of us, that, that doesn't happen very often. I'm trying to think of the last one we all said to buy. Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Somehow I doubt this. <laughs> Unless you're foreseeing the future, which 
I don't know if that's an accurate prediction. (laughs) (laughs) How could you? So for next week, I think what we're going to do is a listener request. It's been a little while, but we're going to do it again. And the request is the movie called Society. Society. Suspicious. We almost very nearly watched this movie just last week. My girlfriend came across it, and one of her friends told her it was like the grossest movie ever. Wait, what? It's gross? Oh, good. Coming off of me about to puke on (laughs) this last movie. Wow, well, that's an interesting, yeah. Uh, The person who requested it told me not to, yeah, delve too deep just to watch it and see what happens, so. Well, sorry. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good thing to know, honestly. I need to prepare myself for grossness. But yeah, so I think that's what we're going to do. Should be good, hopefully. We'll see. Um, but I'm excited. It, I've seen it on Prime. Prime has been trying to recommend this movie to me for a while now anyways. So. Man, I brought this up, but my Prime's all kind of whack from all the wacky <laughs> stuff we've been watching. Like It's all over the place, dude. Sounds like this may not help in uh, Prime determining your tastes. <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> But yeah, if any of you listeners out there also have requests, um, you can send them our way through social media on Facebook or on Twitter at Run the Real, or you can even email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up if you uh, have any requests, or if you want to talk about Harakiri, or if you just want to tell us you disagree or agree with us. Either way, we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Yeah, hit us up. Tell us we don't know how to say Harry Carey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, Terry, you got to put all of our bad like sayings of it as bloopers at the end. Here. We did, we did practice for like ten minutes before the recording, <laughs> or maybe we were recording. I don't still. think it helped. <laughs> yeah, I think we just screwed ourselves over even more. So hopefully, we did our best. Okay, we did our best. It's hard, but yeah, thanks for listening to us, tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week to find out if I puke while watching this movie. Uh, (laughs) This is Run The Real signing off. Mm